Here we are once again for your listening pleasure to bring you some uplifting and humorous chit-chat. It's me, Lucy Nolan, and of course the other half and far more floral half of this fabulous Flowers TV duo, Paulie Hawkins. Hello there, Paulie. Hi, Lucy. Lovely to be here. Great to get together for our weekly flowery catch-up. I've been totally in my element this week. We've had the British Flowers Week and it's just been amazing. I've adored it. Yes, gosh, it's been really an amazing week, actually. We have been creating and filming and recording just to um, to give everybody as, as much as we can cram into one week for British Flowers Week. So please, everybody, head over to our YouTube channel, Fabulous Flowers TV, and you can see the little videos and films that we've been making this week all about British flowers growers, British flower growers, British seasonal uh, florists, and all things British Flowers Week. So, Paulie, down to your chosen bloom to feature in this episode if you please. Well, having had the British Flowers Week thing going on, it's been, you know, we've been spoiled, rotten with all the beautiful blooms. But this week, Lucy, my flowery focus is going to be on the very beautiful lily. Great. I love a lily. Love, love, love those. And I shall be very much looking forward to hearing this. Away you go, Paulie. Wow. You know, a lily. You, one instantly thinks of beautiful, blousy blooms sort of showing off triumphantly. And they are an amazingly good, reliable, long-laster. They're, as a florist, they're perfect for weekly contract work. So they, they last for seven days, which is great. Um, they're elegant. You know, they're classic and they, they never fail to perform. You know, they're, they're so popular. They always have been. But um, they were more popular probably in the 80s and the 90s. Especially the white ones, you know, they, they were everywhere. Featured especially at Prince Charles and Lady Diana's wedding. Um, that, I always think of them as being rather sort of opulent, blousy and indulgent. Um, and you know, lots of my clients love them, love them, love them still. I mean, one of my clients in the Cotswolds has acres of the white ones for parties. Um, even though nowadays they've, they've slightly faded from the limelight a bit in, in favour of more garden-inspired sort of indigenous blooms. But... Um, they still are amazing, and my personal favourite, and a good floral stalwart, um, would be the Casablanca lily. It's just beautiful. It's a, it's it's an Oriental lily, so it's got an amazing scent. Um, it's heavy. It's strong. Um, they're white, um, and they're they're just absolutely lovely. If you're listening, listeners, do Google the Casablanca lily. Another favourite of mine would be the Longi lily. If you're being very, uh, what's the word, horticultural, it's known as the Longiflorum lily. And that's the trumpety-like one, um, but both are, are divinely scented. And I just love using them. And it just, just reminds me of years and years ago, a lovely old client of mine, the, the Couture Bruce Oldfield. Do you remember him? I certainly do. Gosh, that's a bit of a, a clang-clang name drop there, Paulie. Oh, nice. Don't mind if I do. Go ahead. Um, no, I, I remember doing a big, big fashion show for him. And I just remember we, we had, because it was the... 90s we had acres of lilies and of course all the all the models were sneezing madly uh, oh dear <laughs> oh god it was awful because you you know you do get people who get a bit allergic to the old lilies yes with my contract work um you know very often we're doing enormous vases of flowers in big reception areas and hotels and you often get uh Quite a few sneezing receptionists, Lucy. And, oh, uh, crikey. Yes, allergies. Uh, that is the downside of the lilies, the mm. allergies. Allergies yeah. and the pollen. But you've just got to remove... My tip-top tip with the lilies would be remove the stamens 
just of the, from the flower heads, just before they start to really open and before they go all powdery and orange, they're easier to remove like that. Oh, so the stamens, can we clarify that? Is that, it, please forgive me listeners, I know there are a lot of people out there that are far more floral than myself. <laughs> um, is that the long bits that stick out of the middle or the polleny lumps on the end or both? They're the, they're, the, um, they're, the, they're the orangey bits that stick out from the middle. So do you snip off? I would, no, I would snip because then you end up kind of harming the bits that you leave behind. Mm. So I would just put my put my fingers in, yes. grasp them, pull them out, but get them before they go all orangey and and sort of powdery. Oh, okay. Because if you get them before that, that then there's no pollen stainage. Oh, and great. another tip top tip, if you do get pollen on your clothes, yeah. listeners, just get a little bit of sellotape and wrap it round your fingers. In reverse. In reverse. Yes. And dab dab dab. You've done that. Don't before do rub rub rub. When I've Popped past your lilies in your kitchen, Paulie. You see, you've dressed me down with L- a little L- bit of reverse sellotape. Let's to your rescue. Mm. Um, so back to front sellotape. Dab, dab, dab. Don't rub. Brilliant. But, um, you know they are such a divine mm. thing, and you know my my garden dream would be to have big old terracotta pots, Ooh. huge ones, in a row, filled with masses of the white lilies. Yes. Um, just that beautiful scent, and that you know they're so easy to grow. I mean, they grow yes. bulbs. They're perennials. That's the joy. They come back every year. And that they're a great investment for the garden. Um, but there are two main types. There are the Asiatic ones, which mm-hmm. are early summer. Mm. And they don't really smell, but they're, you know, they're real Pretty. performers. Yeah. yeah, They've got no scent. And then the Oriental, they're the ones that smell all exotic and sort of, you know. Heady. Yes. He- mm. That's the word. Heady and mm. clovey and peppery. Yes. Um, and they're late summer. So, um, but lilies, you know, can't get enough of them. Yes. They are, they are amazing. As I'm sure I've told you, you've seen in my garden, my parents, sadly no longer with us, when we went through a few bits and bobs in the garden, mm. I purloined a very lovely blue terracotta pot and I had no idea what was in it. And my mother had obviously planted a few doings and smellings um, and the lilies just popped out. So every year I now look forward to the lilies. They are, I probably think, the early ones because they're just about to come out now in the the beginning of June as we are. And um, I do know as a cat owner, because we have our lovely little Mabel, who's a little flippy floppy rag doll. Very sweet. She is very sweet. (laughs) Um, And I do know that you have to be careful with lilies and cats because they can lick the pollen or eat the leaves and that's not very good for their little kidneys so mm, so that's one to uh, to obviously take oh, care yes. if you have them in your house or even in your garden um but yeah so cat lovers and lily lovers take care on both sides there if you don't mind yes no i mean i mean you know, they're not for everyone but you know they are an amazing thing not everyone's a fan but i know that a, a, a keen fabulous flower listener colleen crockett has a few words to say on her thoughts on lilies. Hello, I'm delighted to have been asked by Paul and Lucy uh, to chat about lilies on Fabulous Flowers TV. Um, I'm very privileged to be a volunteer on the Winchester Cathedral flower team. I love to use lilies in the cathedral because of their huge blooms and heady fragrance. Their scent can be overpowering in a small space, but are perfect for large establishments. They're long lasting, so are very economical. I love white in any variety of bloom, but white lilies are tasteful, timeless and sophisticated and can brighten a dark space, which churches often are. Another very chic variety is the green goddess Arum lily. Its long, naturally arching stems are perfect in a traditional or contemporary arrangement. Well, that's all for now. Go and buy yourself some lilies and get playing with them. Thank you. Bye. 
Oh, that's great. Lovely to hear from Colleen. Always nice to hear from somebody else, get another view. Another Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, Paulie, a question. When I buy my lilies from my local supermarket, and I do do that from time to time because I love a bit of height and impact provided in my kitchen vase, what tips do you have for someone like me just popping out, buying a big bunch and then getting them home? I don't want them to look like, oh, hi, I'm a lily. Is there anything else I can add to them? Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, they are, when you put them in a vase, they are, hi, I'm a lily. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I mean, because, you know, unless you mix them with hundreds of other flowers. Um, and of course, you know, I love my foliage. But let's think of something else to do with a lily yes. rather than just being a lily. Um, so I think what I'd do is... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of losing it there, Lucy. I've lost it as well. Hello, I'm a lily. (laughs) Sorry, moving on. It's all good. Yes, go on, come on. So I'm all about really big, glossy, tropical leaves. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's a different type of foliage. It's not indigenous. So, um, but there are growers in England of Mm. lovely, big, glossy leaves. So I'd get my vase. And a great big thing in the 90s, um, when I was first uh, doing flowers, um, was fruit under the water in the vase and that's oh, yes. having a bit of a comeback so i'm suggesting before you put your water in your vase yes fill it up with the fruit of your choice so something a bit waterproof so maybe a lemon or a lime or an apple mm. um, and then pop your lilies in and then do a little collar of glossy lovely tropical leaves and it'll just look a bit more polished and a bit more exciting so for instance if you were doing white lilies, mm. I would suggest some lovely crisp green apples under the water. Oh, yes. Sort of around the stems, juggling about. Yes. You know, bobbing about. Yes. Um, and then with orange lilies, perhaps some lemons. You know, oranges mm. and lemons. We could do a... St. Clemens. Clemens. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then finally, if you wanted a bit of drama, perhaps if you're having a super party, some deep, deep red lilies. There's one called Original Love, which is an oriental lily. No, it's oh, not. Nice. It's not an oriental lily. It's, it's an Asiatic one. one. Okay. Yes, it's Good. a non-smelly early summer one. And there's a, it's a lovely deep red. And I, could, I think if you mix those with some limes under oh. the water, it would look a bit lovely. Complementary colours. And it would make you want a Moscow mule, I think, Lucy. Oh, yes. I love a <laughs> Moscow mule. Oh, brilliant. I shall certainly be trying one of those. And presumably the old... Um, the, the glossy green leaves you're talking about, mm-hmm. if I were to, for example, not buy from the supermarket and support my local florist, as I know you like to mm-hmm. do, I could ask her for a couple of those green leaves as well. She could definitely do one. And one of my favourites is one called the Monstera, which is like monster with an A on the end, Monstera. Okay. Commonly known as the, the Swiss cheese plant. You oh. Know, those big glossy yes, leaves. Yes, yes. And they're really good for a, a collar around the top of the vase. Nice. With your fruits below. Wonderful. Lovely. Excellent. So next time I go to Waitrose, I shall do that. Um, So the funny thing I was going to say, actually, when I when I when I went to Waitrose a couple of days ago, we'd had a massive thunderstorm here in Sussex. Mm -hmm. And as we've been out the day before driving around in the blazing sunshine, I had the sunroof open. So sunroof was open. I know. And then um, suddenly one of my kids said, mummy, mummy, it's raining and pouring and the cats are snoring or whatever it is. And um, the rain's pouring in through your roof of your car, mummy. And I thought, (gasps) so quickly ran, (laughs) quickly ran too late, um, did up the sunroof, but it was literally like a swimming pool in there. Mm. So when I drove to Waitrose, I had to have the uh, windows down um, for a while to let a bit of the condensation out, then windows up, heater on, even though it was about 22 degrees. Oh and Lord. when I got to Waitrose, other supermarkets are obviously available, um, 
but not for me. Um, I got to Waitrose and my bottom was so wet and my cheeks were so hot from having the... Um, <laughs> The air, the air conditioning <laughs> on so high, I had to have a bit of a moment before I went in. Did you? Yeah. Oh, blimey. I know. Anyway, so it got well, me lilies, but... Um, well, that's, um, that's, yeah, that's a kind of lily-related lily, lily sort of... A lily of event. A lily, yes. <laughs> a lily, a lily event. event. Yes, yes, very much so. But but anyway, Lucy, I mean, I, I'm going to just think about that one. Not, you mm. know, blimey, poor you. But, but moving dried on... Dried off now, though. Dried off now. It, oh, phew. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All, all because of the lilies. Um, moving on to our floriography fun fact. And um, we've once again been hard at work researching these little nuggets of floral information for our listeners' entertainment. I, I think that's, we've got one or two listeners, I think, now, mm. which is rather marvellous. And this episode, we are featuring the gorgeousness that is rosemary. Ooh, yes, that's a great idea. Why don't you kick off, Paulie? Oh, actually, here we go. I love a bit of rosemary. I mean, I think we all do. It makes you think of roast lamb. But it hailed originally from the shores of the Mediterranean Sea. And rosemary does best in warm areas of high humidity where it can grow into a shrub. Rosemary grows so vigorously in ideal conditions that it can become a bit of a burden, actually, if it's not managed mm. properly. It can, it can get a bit rampant and out of hand, a bit of a what you might call um, a bully oh, in dear. horticultural terms. Dear. Um, it likes good drainage. Um, so if you think about where it grows mm. in sort of fairly poor Mediterranean gravelly soil, um, I mean, it's a wonderful herb and a perennial shrub. And um, I mean, it loves living in Europe and, and, and the UK. But um, in colder areas, I think you should be bringing it inside if you've got it in a pot. Because, uh, you know, frost, it doesn't like too much frostiness, but just ignore it, really. And it just loves to grow and grow. Wonderful, yes. Um, so I found out that Victorians, because we like to go back to our floriography, the Victorians absolutely adored rosemary and it was used in cooking as a remedy um, for ailments such as eczema and arthritis. It was also used to heal wounds um, as a as a rinse for dandruff. That's extraordinary. I know. It's extraordinary. As an air freshener, I think as we know, there's lots of, um, there's lots of rosemary bits and bobs you can still get. As a rodent repellent, crikey um and applied externally as an oil to help relieve pain from indigestion or stomach cramps crikey who knew and in the language of flowers our florography lovely little term there rosemary symbolizes remembrance Mm. yes and indeed as i'm sure many of you listeners out there will know i love a bit of shakespeare and in shakespeare's um eponymous heroed play hamlet the grief-stricken Ophelia actually gives Rosemary to her brother Laertes and she even cites them as being for remembrance and she says, there's Rosemary, that's for remembrance. Pray, love, remember. Oh, Lucy, that's lovely. Mm. A bit of a bit of an Ophelia there, but she was she did go insane though. So we she did an eye on, and ended up being washed away in a beautiful floaty, watery grave. Floaty dress. Yes. Yes, we'll have to keep an eye on you then. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it, Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, but growing it, it's and positioning is everything in the garden because obviously it likes a bit of sunshine. Uh, but that it's easily easy to grow from seed. I mean, germination rates are generally quite slow, and you're you're probably better going for a, a little um, seedling or a, maybe a cutting yes. if you're feeling a bit you know adventurous. Um, but cuttings grow quite quickly and um, they should be sprouting within eight weeks. But obviously, as it's Mediterranean, full sun, yes, good drainage. It just doesn't want to be constantly wet. So it doesn't like to be a bit sort of boggy. 
Um, and obviously, they once they get going, as I said, they are a bit of a bully. So once established, make sure you know you've got plenty of room for it to grow because mm. they do bolt. I think that's the word. Oh but, yes. Um, you know, in the garden, it's quite good to to plant it near beans and cabbages and carrots. They're they're all good companion plants. Yes. It loves other herbs. Lovely. Um, quite friendly then. You yes. say bully, but bully friendly. Way. A friendly bully. Friendly bully. Yes. yes, exactly. I mean, you know, I you know, I always love a bit of rosemary, yes. and I just, I just love, love, love to um, use it in lots of sure. jobs. And but you might, must quickly say, don't over. I did say, don't. Yes, don't over. Yes. But one of my favourite ones would be the trailing ro- oh, rosemary. Oh yes. Which because rosemary normally grows upright, it has mm. a kind of an erect habit. Mm, mm. Um, if I can say that. Yes, I um, think you just did. I did. did <laughs> But the, the 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 trailing one is so lovely. It mm. has a lovely habit, and, and it's sort of lovely in a pot. Um, but it does remind me of, you know, I, I'd used it a lot in weddings, and I, I remember a lovely bride I did a, a job for a wedding a few years ago. She um she wanted a lot of rosemary in yes. her um in her um oh yes in her table centres, and I remember saying that um my mother had an enormous bush and she has to trim it quite often so we had plenty to go around there well that's handy yes that's yes. very handy well done with that good yes old sheila. good oh. old sheila yeah. um i found out that you can air dry sprigs of rosemary and store them in an airtight container so you can pop them about a bit to create a little bit of fragrance and you could also use it to make a potpourri with uh, other dried mm. petals with a lovely big scented bowl of, of dried flowers oh lovely yes and alternatively you could wear a sprig of rosemary in your hair to improve your memory Mm. Um, and in fact I did it's funny with the rosemary in your hair one of the things I did with rosemary was um, I helped on the launch of rosemary water which is now a wonderful fabulous um, healthy drink available in all sorts of stores Harrods, Selfridges, Waitrose I think um, even uh, well, and online and um, and that's supposed to actually have enormous health giving properties and help memory and and generally keep you pretty pucker. So wow. it's a it's a wonderful herb. And my favourite one I found out was popping a sprig of rosemary or indeed lavender underneath your ironing board will release its fragrance with the heat while you iron. Isn't that lovely? Polly? Oh, I love that when you're ironing. Soporific. I mean, yeah. not that I do, but yeah. I mean, it's a lovely idea if I did. Yeah. Love that. Love that love so that. we've had some really splendid flowery photos in the last week or so from incredible arrangements sent to us via our social media by tagging us here at Fabulous Flowers TV. Have Absolutely we- have, Lucy. We had a couple of gorgeous photographs from a Fabulous Flowers TV follower in Brussels. The wonderful Nadine Van Hassel. Absolutely beautiful. And then also a couple of other lovely stunning photographs of Paris peonies from Fleurs Flowers Flora. And they really were beautiful. And keep your stunning photographs coming in if you want to send them to us we'd love to see them wouldn't we absolutely and i think fleurs flowers flora all one word and that's an at on the instagram they're well worth a follow because their peony pictures are stupendous aren't they really stupendous really beautiful i I could eat them Yes. Um, so, talking of eating, Paul, it must be time for us to uh, to manoeuvre our way from the microphones in towards our next coffee slash snack slash beverage. Absolutely. Grumbling tummy situation. Grumbling here. tummy, yeah. Gurgling, <laughs> gurgling, gurgling. Um, so, pretty much time for our farewells, really. It's been a fab, fab little chit-chat, all things Lily Rosemary. But, until next time we gather, it's a fabulous flowers goodbye for me. Goodbye. And a fabulous flowers goodbye for me, too. Bye.